So I went out and I actually asked a lot of people how they became successful, how they started their own company, what were the things that were important. I knew customer service was really important in my past life, you know, working for other companies. Um, and I also figured out that it was okay to ask people for help to figure out how to do it. Number 167. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. This podcast was created so that you would have direct access to the true stories of what it's like being a businesswoman, the real true journey of very savvy, very smart businesswomen. If you love these stories, then make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com and opt in so that you can get updated on all the latest podcast interviews, as well as how you can become a more active part of the whole Biz Women Rock community, which kind of rocks. So go to bizwomenrock.com. Dr. Nancy Wall is my guest today. She's a certified matchmaker, certified life coach, and she owns a company called Tampa Bay Matchmakers. It is a company that does concierge matchmaking service for singles all over the Tampa Bay area. And the very unique thing about this conversation is that she runs through uh, how she's built up her company, how she's gone from doing it all herself to now having a team of six people who are helping run everything, and how she's used public relations, getting on TV, getting on radio in order to really build her brand. I would say the most profound but underlying theme of this entire conversation is her beautiful use of strategic partnerships to build her business. And you're going to hear what I'm talking about. So let's get rolling with Nancy. Miss Nancy Wall, what is going on, girl? I'm so excited you're on the show today. Thank you for being here. Hey, Katie. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, So I have been, I have known you for years now. And from an outsider, I've watched Tampa Bay Matchmakers grow. And I've watched it be a successful company in the age of online dating being a very, very powerful thing. So um, I am very, very excited to really dig in with you to how you've grown your business and what makes you so unique out there in the marketplace in an arena that a lot of women specifically but definitely a lot of women and men um, can sometimes be terrified of. So um, I there has got to be a personal reason behind this business. So I really want to know what made you start Tampa Bay Matchmakers? I was there, Katie. I was there 14 years ago as a single mom, two small kids, looking to find that special somebody and had a really tough time doing it. So I was where my clients are. Uh, you know, doing online dating, hoping people would introduce me, just being out there and doing what I could to hopefully find my special somebody. So what ended up happening? So, well, I became a certified life coach um, and was coaching people. So I was learning a lot through them as well, um, helping people create the lives that they always wanted. And so I sat down, I took my own advice and I said, okay, how do I do this for me now that I'm doing it for everybody else? And so I was out there. I actually made a list, and it was a very, very long list of what I was looking for. (laughs) And then as I tell my clients, 
go back and revisit your list and see if it's really those things that you must have in a relationship. What are the preferences versus the must-haves? And so I actually used my own formula, came up with a much shorter list, opened up my criteria, and was out there and available attracting the right people to me and ultimately found the love of my life, my husband, and we've enjoyed a great marriage and a very, very happy, loving lifestyle. And so I wanted to get back to a community now that I found my special somebody to try to help others who are really looking for that committed, monogamous relationship. That is so cool. Uh, not too many people know this, but that's actually how I attracted my husband into my life too. I created the list. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mine, mm-hmm. after so many years of dating the wrong guys, um, mine was mine was not a long list. I was I knew exactly what I wanted, what those like, like I have to have these things uh, and I absolutely cannot have these things. So yeah. And, and you know, there's so much truth to that, that once you – it's just like business, I believe. I believe relationships and business are very similar. When you know exactly what the vision is and the specifics of what it looks like, then you attract that into your life and it happens. So um, yeah, I just, I love that. So now having this idea to want to give back to the community and like, hey, I've sort of created this system that worked for me. And, you know, as a life coach, you had the backing of, I know I can make this work for other people. That's That idea is very different um, versus actually creating the company that does this. So what did the company look like when it first started? It was all me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm starting this company. Now what do I do? How do I start a company? I you know, didn't really have a good idea of how to do that. And so I went out and I actually asked a lot of people how they became successful, how they started their own company, what were the things that were important, I knew customer service was really important in my past life, you know, working for other companies. Um, and I also figured out that it was okay to ask people for help to figure out how to do it. And so I went through a number of different workshops and seminars and learning how to create a business. And then I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I hired an attorney so that I could do it all legally. I made sure I became a certified matchmaker as well to be differentiated from online dating and other dating services that were out there and be the number one matchmaking company in Tampa Bay. So when you first started and you were saying like, okay, you were doing it all yourself, does that mean because you're a life coach, were you just sort of now, okay, I'm this life coach and now I'm sort of being this matchmaker one-on-one just like I would have like life coach clients? Like what what did your actual business model look like then? And I know it is different than what it looks like now and I definitely want to talk about what it looks like now, but back then, what did it look like? Sure. So when I was just coaching people, I was finding out a lot about them helping them. A lot of my clients were single, so I was informally matching them before I even started the company. I was asking them, oh, do you know Joe? Like, no, who's Joe? I said, you know what? Based on what I learned about you, you and Joe would really get excited about getting to know each other. And so I suggested that they meet, and I checked with both parties and basically set them up for a cup of coffee or all three of us met. And um, I excused myself very politely in some cases <laughs> and let them continue the conversation. And then I said, boy, this is going really well, and I love it. And I've always helped match people either in jobs or in relationships. My whole life has been about helping people. And so I said, how can I get access to more single people? Because my friends, family members, single people I knew, that those numbers were dwindling because I was getting them in relationships. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So You're shrinking your own market. <laughs> I know. I said, how can I have access to more people that I don't know? 
And so that's when I took the certification program to become a certified matchmaker and learned about how other people around the world were actually doing it. And then I started partnering. I said, how can I do this in the right way that's going to be most effective? Because I'm not going to go hang out in bars because that's not my type of thing anyway. Um, And so I figured out if I start looking at other businesses that were similar in terms of their target market, so for single people, but were different enough so that, you know, there was no competition or threat or any concern on their part because I really wanted to befriend everybody. I started partnering with singles groups that were doing things like speed dating, lock and key events, uh, those types of things, single social events. And I started going there as kind of a helper. I said, let me be an extra set of hands for you to be able to help you run the event. And they were thrilled to have me. And I also knew that I had my target market right there. So they were nice enough when there was a little break or a great opportunity, they let me give my two-minute elevator speech, my little spiel about, you know, my company, and that was really the greatest way to get the company started. That is so brilliant because you quickly became like an influencer, like a like a leader within the single space that way. And you didn't have to go and create all of those events. You really just um, leveraged what, you know, those strategic partnerships were already doing. They were already talking to your target market. And then you just, you know, got built the relationship in a way that allowed you to be seen as a leader there. That's brilliant. Yeah, you know, it really worked well. And eight years later, we still have complimentary services and refer business back and forth and work together because these are all people who are really passionate and that's what the key is. Um, you know, I am so passionate about helping singles connect and these other people that I've grown to know and love and partner with really are passionate for the same target market. So if we all have the right goals in mind, then we can work very successfully together. So, um, and that's something I want to bring up now is that, I mean, you have a full calendar. So, okay, so anyone going to your website and kind of searching this out, like, hey, you know, I want to check out like options for singles or how can, you know, I'm interested in getting married, but I don't want to go to, you know, match.com or whatever is around now. Um, They'll find like concierge services like yours. And right away, I noticed that, I mean, you can become like a member for free, which basically means that they get access to all these different singles events. And now they kind of get to be, you know, sort of part of the community, I guess. Is that how you work that? Exactly. I don't want to turn anyone away who is looking for a committed monogamous relationship. There are a lot of people out there based on the stage they're at in their life that they're just out there having fun, kind of playing the field, figuring themselves out. And that's great. And I want to help them. And that's why I offer the life coaching services as well. But once people get to the point where they're really looking to find their soulmate, if you will, the person that they want to spend the rest of their time with, that's when I want them to come talk to me. And I have, uh, over the years, put together a number of different programs based on where the person's coming from, what they're looking at, having us help them with, to be able to accommodate and customize how I work with that individual client. Well, okay, so one of the questions that kept coming to my mind as I was, you know, doing all my my research was, how do you manage clients' expectations? Because I would imagine, and please tell me if I'm wrong, that when someone comes to you, they're sort of like done, you know, like they're done with everything else. And they're just like, I need something that works. And I believe that this is going to work. So how do you manage clients' expectations where, 
you know, your agreement is if they work with you one-on-one, then you set them up with X amount of people and you do your best to make sure that, you know, you're fitting their profile with what they really want and vice versa and all that sort of stuff. How do you, how do you make sure that they understand that like you're not their end-all be-all savior and you're really continuing to be a facilitator and a, you know, you're trying to help them, but like, you know, do you get that often when people just like put all of their faith in you and they're like, okay, go find me a man, you know, like, how does that work? I certainly want them to put all their faith and trust in me um, because that is a personalized journey that we go through together. But you're absolutely right. They do come to me. They're kind of heartbroken or they're over it. They could be really angry because things haven't worked out. Uh, Some of them are feeling very vulnerable. Um, Some of them are feeling like, you know, how am I ever going to find somebody? Am I ever going to find somebody? And so there are a lot of emotions going on, and that's why it really helps in terms of the coaching background to be able to help them understand and look at what they've been doing in the past. And matchmaking is an alternative for them. It's not necessarily the be-all, end-all. Right. You know, I wish I could put their criteria in the computer and outspits that perfect person. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I haven't figured out that formula yet. <laughs> But I really talk to them about what they've done before, what has been successful, and then we go over that list again to really make sure that it is something that is possible, feasible. You know, why is this so important to you? Could you not live with this? Could you not live without that? And we really go through that, and through that process, they get to see that some of their requests or requirements might be a little unrealistic, and maybe they need to compromise a little bit. In some cases, I've actually taken some of their criteria and said, no, you know, based on what you do, what's important, this has to be a priority for you. Hmm. And then we talk about the people who are out there, the people, you know, in their age range, what they're looking for, that they're, the number of people in their target audience actually continues to shrink as they have more criteria um, and also as they're looking for a serious relationship because not everyone's at that point. You know, some people are just starting their journey. Right. Some people won't be divorced for, you know, six months from now. Uh, some people are just moving to the area. So it's an ongoing pipeline that myself and my staff build for the clients over time to be able to accommodate and introduce them to people that they might not have met through other means. Gotcha. Now, do you ever flat out tell people, like, no, you're not ready for this? Like, come come back and see me in a year when you've kind of worked through your stuff? You know what, that's why I offer a complimentary consultation because I want to make sure that I can personally help that person. And I also need to make sure that that person feels comfortable working with me, my team, and the way we do things. But I have turned away probably more people than I've taken on as clients. Um, There are a lot of people that I recommend either a coaching program to first to really get them ready to close the old chapter of their book and open up the new one. Some people I've suggested, you know, counseling therapy to. Uh, Some people who, through our discussion, uh, they tell me that they really feel that some of their issues have to do with the way they look, maybe their weight or that type of thing. And so I recommend to them that they look at making sure that they are really open and ready for that right relationship and feeling good about who they are and themselves before they put themselves in the matchmaking situation. And so some of them have gone and lost some weight or gotten a new haircut, a new, uh, you know, makeup. Uh, so that type of thing. And then when they felt good about themselves, that's when they've come back and that's when we've been most successful in matching them. 
That's really great. Let's talk a little bit about like your conversion rate. So I understand kind of the the, the flow of people into your system. So, you know, I would imagine the first touch point for a lot of people are becoming free members or coming to all these different events or and that allows them a way to kind of get to know you, get to know what you're all about. What type of conversion do you have between people whose first touch point is these events and becoming a free member and then converting into a client of yours? Right. So many people get frustrated going to events, doing online dating because they're not finding what they're looking for. It's another full-time job. I deal with a lot of busy professionals in the area that just don't have the time after work or the strength to then start, you know, going home, getting ready, and then going out again, uh, or they don't get done from work till, you know, 7 or 8 o'clock at night, and the last thing that they want to do is go out to a you know, speed dating event or another event. So we really help those people uh, to be able to not waste their time. We do the legwork for them, pre-screen the people, and only introduce them to people who meet their criteria. Mm. Um, some people that are not financially ready to make an investment, and I tell them it's an investment in themselves. So some of them will start as traditional clients, which is the no-charge service that you're referencing. Um, but a lot of them actually start in the matchmaking because they're really ready for us to focus on them and be matching for them. Because the process that we use is very complex. We do a two-way matching process. It's not just, okay, Katie, here are all the men that meet your criteria. Right. I also look at each of those men's criteria to make sure that you meet their criteria. And then we do the matching. So if they want to focus on themselves and really make that investment, it makes sense for them to start in our select or elite program. But some people do start in the traditional no-charge service. And, um, you know, hopefully we can match them here and there, but there really isn't the focus on those traditional clients. So a lot of them end up upgrading, if you will, and moving to the select or elite client where we're focused on them. Got it. Now, your team is now up to six people who, you know, help make Tampa Bay Matchmakers what it is today. Um, what what have you learned as a leader growing your team to be able to, to, you know, handle all the different requirements that the business has had? has a lot to do with hiring the right people. It's almost like making the list that you make for, you know, the ideal man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making the list for the ideal employee who are and what types of people are going to work best in this business. Obviously, it's people who have that personal, loving, caring self, but don't get so intertwined that they can't function. Got it, got (laughs) it. So it's empathy as opposed to sympathy. But people who really care about singles and really want to help them and are passionate, because we really befriend our clients. I mean, we know when they're going on vacation, if a family member's sick, you know, what's going on in their lives. And so it's a very, very personal relationship that we build because of the personal journey that we work with them on to find this special person. So I need to hire the right people in who are going to be empathetic, work with the client, really care, and then the people who are out in the field attending community events, you know, the singles events, as we talked about, those people have to be very caring, giving, outgoing, loving people also because more of what we do is about an education to educate people about the matchmaking process. It's not a sales pitch. It doesn't work. We can't sell people on matchmaking. We have to educate them that this is an alternative to how they've been meeting people before. Right. So, you know, in managing your team and in leading your team, what kind of things do you institute 
that uh, like realistic strategies or tools that you use amongst your team that have built like a culture or enable you to lead the team appropriately to kind of where you want to go to make sure your focus is always where it needs to be to make sure you guys are growing in the way that you need to grow? It is about the culture that I've created here about, you know, the caring, loving, what we talked about before, and really listening to the client and answering the client's needs. Because we're dealing with so many emotions, we need to be very aware of where the person's coming from. And sometimes they get angry because they're angry at themselves, themselves because they have not found that special somebody, and we need to be able to let them vent, listen to them, and then respond in a way that's going to help them to be able to move forward in their lives. So, uh, you know, in terms of what we've created here is that caring um, type of situation where we discuss the clients, we talk about them. Everyone's in the know about all the clients. It's discreet and confidential, but we all know where the client's coming from, how we can best help them, and how we can help the company grow, and also the fact that, you know, it's we have to be careful that we don't get too involved right. in their lives, that we're able to make sure that they know you know, we need to stay focused on the business aspect of helping them find their special somebody. Right. So there's a fine balance that we've instituted. Hmm. I mean, and I would imagine that that would look like, because when I'm asking for like specific strategies, does, does that mean like, okay, every Monday you guys are talking about the new clients that have come on board and here's who they are. So if you, if anyone can, all any of your six team members can be like, oh, you know, what about so-and-so and what about so-and-so and maybe they need to do this and maybe we can recommend them here. Like, do you have that sort of a session where you're really leveraging your team to, to brainstorm for all of the clients that you guys have or bring up, you know, old clients or celebrate, you know, people who've gotten married, things like that? Yeah. So, yes. So what we do is, um, again, when you talk about the growth, I remember I had books of clients. You know, one book said, you know, 20 to 30-year-olds, males. Right. <laughs> the gotcha. Next book said, you know, and that's how we used to match. That's how I used to, And I do all the matching behind the scenes. My staff, you know, assist, but I do all the matching. And so now we've actually instituted, we have a CRM system to help that actually helps us identify who our potential matches. And then since I've met with everybody, I can put that personal touch on to make sure that, you know, I feel that based on their personality and other things that a computer system can't do for me, um, make sure that it's a good match. As we get a new client, everyone on the team is made aware of that new client and we look to see what events are upcoming. So if it's an event that targets that specific age group, then I will make sure that the staff member who's going to that event is aware of the new client, what they're looking for, so they can pre-screen those people at those events and then invite them for the complimentary consultation with me. Got it. So we have ongoing meetings. We're like a little family. So we have little lunches. You know, I, I bring in food sometimes. They bring in food sometimes. You know, everything gets happy and most productive over food, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> Always seems to be the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little reward system um, mm -hmm. as they bring in clients. We have a great referral system out there for our clients as well. But it's really about, you know, having a plan and being able to monitor the amount of work. Because as we've grown also, that showed me that I had to automate some of these processes and systems. So to help with the matching, you know, having the CRM, we used to contact everybody the next morning who was on a date on an introduction the night before to get feedback. And because we deal with busy professionals, you know, they were working, they couldn't talk right now, right, they were away right. for the next week. And so we instituted a system where we can get initial feedback. There's an automated feedback form that goes to them 
the uh, day of the meeting, number one, it reminds them about the meeting that they have. Right. And number two, gives them a chance to share with us when they come back from the meeting, which could be, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night or on a weekend when we might not be open. Right. Uh, gives them an opportunity to share the feedback that they have and send it to us so that we at least have a basis for how the meeting went, and then we follow up. So it's all a personal touch, but with some of these automated processes in them. Yep. What is the, uh, what is the CRM system that you use? Uh, it's actually a, a specific CRM system that we've had built for us. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, because the website actually um, takes the input from the profile forms and sends it confidentially to us. And then it enters into a system so that we can keep track of all the clients and the matching and each of the meetings and feedback and everything all inclusive. That's great. Now, Nancy, I think one of the things that really differentiates you as a businesswoman, one, you're one of the best people I've ever seen at this, is that you are like a PR queen. Like you, every every you know time I see you, that you've been on some new radio show, you've been on some news channel uh, you know, segment, you are very good about getting yourself out there as a representative of Tampa Bay Matchmakers. Um, and you're you're really good at doing that in very poignant ways. Like I know that you were just on the news um, talking, you know, it, we're in February 2015 right now, and you were just on talking about like what do singles do during Valentine's, all that stuff. So you do it very deliberately, very um, fluidly uh, in a way that really hits your target market. So talk a little bit about what your PR strategy is and what effect it's had on your business. I think that's been one of the other keys because there's just so much that, you know, I personally can do and it's part of this network and, you know, making these strategic alliances, these connections with people. And so I first needed to differentiate myself. So I had a good story, a good pitch to be able to say why I should be on the TV show or interviewed on the radio or that type of thing. And so I really had to look at how I could differentiate myself from, you know, online dating. So now they call me eHarmony with a heart. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and through that differentiation um, and also looking at the time of year and calendars and what would be important, like you just mentioned, you know, Valentine's Day. So we made a pitch out to a lot of the, you know, radio stations, TV stations uh, to make them aware of, hey, Valentine's Day is coming. Shouldn't you interview Tampa Bay's only certified matchmaker and life coach to be able to help your community. And so we put that information out there. And by being very focused and targeted, we were able to get a number of TV opportunities and radio opportunities. And that is part of the strategy because it is about getting clients like any business, but it's also for me about educating the community and helping them be aware of singles and what they're looking for and helping singles understand how they can put their best face forward each time as they're out there in the community. So I want to educate people and through that education has come the great success that we have been uh, sharing for the past eight years. Yeah. Did you notice like as soon as you really jumped on that PR bandwagon and really started getting your name out there, did you, do you see like an impact in your business immediately? More people are aware. It's more of an awareness. Right. It's like, um, it's like business exposure, like branding, right? Exactly. Exactly. So it wasn't the direct correlation, oh, I went on this TV show and then I got X number of more clients. It was more about, oh, more people are hearing about it. So if they Google 
um, Tampa matchmakers and, you know, they see Tampa Bay matchmakers on their first page, they'll say, oh, you know what, that was the person who I heard on the radio or on that TV show. And so it lends more credibility as well to the company and to me. Nancy, what what's one of the most challenging things that you have to deal with from the business perspective of Tampa Bay Matchmakers? Like what what's one of the most challenging things that you've experienced in growing this business? For me, because it's a passion, the business aspect versus just the love and wanting to help people. Because I would do this all for free if I could, <laughs> if I didn't have to maintain, you know, phone systems and computer systems and, you know, pay people, um, you know, to help me, right. then I would do this all for free because I really have the love for that. So the idea of balancing, yes, it has to make money, but I can still love it. Uh, looking at that aspect in all my decisions has been probably the most difficult thing at the beginning, um, but has allowed the company to grow as it has. Mm. And what are your visions for how you really want to grow this out and how you want to scale? Like, do you see a, you know, Chicago matchmakers and LA matchmakers? um, Or do you see just growing within this region? What are your big plans? And what's your vision for seeing it grow? Well, there are about 200 certified matchmakers across the country. And part of my strategic alliances um, is that I form relationships with those other certified matchmakers and we share clients sometimes. You know, I have a client who will go up to New York, you know, a couple of months out of the year. So I want to see if I can match him because his potential match, a great match for him might be up in New York. Right. And so I, you know, I work with people around the country to be able to learn from them and grow with them. So I'm not necessarily looking at, you know, so many various offices across the country, but definitely expanding in the Tampa Bay area. Um, and also we have clients now in Orlando and Sarasota because of the fact that I'm the only certified matchmaker and life coach, you know, people are kind of jumping on the bandwagon and because we don't take every client because we only want those professional singles who are emotionally ready to commit to the next relationship. You know, my target audience can't be, and is not all singles. It is just, you know, the singles who are really ready for that type of relationship. Right, right, exactly. Well, Nancy, I really want to thank you so much for being here and for sharing about the journey that you've had in building this company. I think it's so fascinating. And I'm obviously interested in, I mean, just the the industry of it is just really, really interesting. So thank you very much for sharing your story. Thank you, Katie. This was a lot of fun and I hope it helps a lot of other business owners. Let's just drive this point home that Nancy has done a tremendous job of utilizing and leveraging strategic partnerships to grow her business all the way from, you know, in the very beginning, partnering with people who do singles events so she didn't have to individually do them um, to what the partnerships that she has with other matchmakers across the country in order to service her clients. So I just thought that, you know, the overall theme of um, her experience there was just really, really brilliant usage of strategic partnerships. I would love to hear what you got out of this. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 167 and let me know in the comments. I'll see you on the next episode.